drink and talk about birds mostly. I'm Kristen Frunk. I'm Maya Pershy. I'm Jen Schneiderman. And I'm Ashley Ola. And we are your four resident bird nerds, but we are actually six today. Woo! <laughs> it's an exciting day. We have a couple of guests. Um, Our first ever guests. Yeah. Um, why don't we have uh, Maya's guest go first? Want to introduce yourself? Say your name. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Sagra. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm a birder from India. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm Sagra from India. Um, yeah, I just started my PhD here in UW-Madison at uh, um, Forest and Wildlife Ecology. And uh, I'm excited to be here and talk about uh, getting drunk and, and about birds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we have one more guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Deborah Schneiderman. I am Jennifer's mom, and I am a full-on diehard fan of Flocktail <laughs> Hours. Flocktail Hours, two drink minimum. We are, we are. Other. Anyway, the episodes are great. I love it. Um, and uh, I'm like one episode behind, but um, a really happy follower and really delighted and honored to be a part of the podcast today. So thank you. Aw. We're so Aww. glad to have you, Mama Jen. Yeah. Yeah. That means so much. Um, so we have a couple of guests today, which is very fitting because for our 21st podcast, we're going to talk about getting shmammered, as the kids these days say. <laughs> I don't think any other kids besides you say that, Jen. Wait. <laughs> Is, is Wasty Pants out? Do y'all remember that one? That was a thing, no. right? No. That was a good one. No, Shwasty. Yeah. That's like the... Shwasty. Shwasty, Wasty. I don't know. Maybe that's just I say shwasty, a word wasty. I said. I don't know. No, no I think it's thing. true. Mm-hmm. No. That was totally I think we're trendsetters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ow. fuck. We overtalked. <laughs> Always. Blitzed. Hammered. <laughs> 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 so um today we're gonna we're gonna talk about some birds that get drunk because birds do get drunk uh, it's pretty hysterical but i figured it would be fun to tell our listeners what some phds and published scientists did on their 21st birthdays <laughs> um <laughs> sorry <laughs> Why? I'm trying to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Good start. Good start. No, it was good. I think it was good. Well, do you remember anything about it, Kristen? That was my first ever surprise birthday party. Ooh. (gasps) So my friends were geology majors, and I was going to tag along with them on this geology field trip to Glacier National Park like the next morning. Ooh. So I wasn't really planning on doing anything. I was planning to go to bed early. And that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> I was out fishing and then it turns out that the friend I was fishing with had like coordinated with other friends and I ended up at a bar called The Alley uh, in Ashland, Wisconsin, which is where I went to school. And yeah, there were a lot of shots and it was really mm. fun. And one of my professors was there for like a half a second just to say happy birthday wow. before I started drinking, which was really sweet. Oh, yeah. He was that on sounds my like first good publication. 
<laughs> yeah, he was an amazing mentor. Uh, Derek Ogle, if you're listening, hey oh, and I appreciated you being there on my 21st birthday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, adorable. it was a good time. It was a great time. Nice. <laughs> what I remember of it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Ashley, what did you do for your 21st? Um, yeah. What did I do for my 21st birthday? So. My 21st birthday was like that year was also my first field job, my first summer field job. So I had Mm. just gone to New Jersey to be to like do beach nesting bird monitoring, um, specifically Uh piping plovers and oyster catchers. They're like two of my favorites. They're so cute. Anyways, it was like my second day there and there were like six other people in this house that were also working at this wildlife refuge and I've only known them for two days and then we went out to Applebee's and um, <laughs> no. everyone except for Did me get- ordered drinks and the bartender <laughs> I didn't order anything to drink because I'm just sort of boring that way um but oh. it was pretty funny because there were like I don't know six or eight of us from like I don't know four or five mm-hmm. different states and so everyone else ordered an alcoholic beverage and the poor waitress was trying to figure out if all of our IDs were actually legitimate IDs <laughs> she's just like I can't handle question. this there's like five different kinds of identific- like driver's licenses <laughs> yeah right right mm-hmm. oh yeah so that's what I did that poor waitress that sounds good yeah that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wait, Maya, what did you do for your 21st? Yeah, for my 21st, um, I think I drank uh, quite a bit of tequila early on. (laughs) And then, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) 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 So I I lived uh, in downtown Madison then. And so I know we went bar hopping, oh. but I don't really know exactly where. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's legit. Did the bartenders a- buy you drinks? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It was good. Though. <laughs> <laughs> she imagines that they did. <laughs> yep. Wait, Jen, what did you do? Um. So I actually did not go out on my 21st birthday. I mm-hmm. went out the night before at midnight because yes. I had a midterm to take that Ooh. morning. Oh. Um, so I went bar hopping at midnight the night before, obviously, uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah. Um, yep. As with one like, does. Yeah. With my neighbors that I wasn't even super close with. <laughs> and I went bar hopping in downtown Santa Cruz. And much like Maya, I remember a lot of shots of different things and bartenders being like, it's your birthday. Here's a free drink. Yeah, yeah. And then I left after I got a free drink because I wasn't going to pay for shit because I was a college student. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then I, and then I stayed oh. out until like 2 a.m. and took a midterm the next morning because I was oh, taking summer wow. classes at the time. <laughs> Yeah, what a time. I should say, too, that was my 21st birthday experience also was, like, actually the last night I was 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. This all yeah. started at midnight. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. really hyped for it. <laughs> well, and it's amazing how drunk you can get in the span of, like, three hours, too, before oh. the bars close. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. In 10 minutes. I was also, I'm pretty sure I was like really stoned at the time too. So that was a whole other experience as well. What did you, Sagara, what did you do for your, for your, for your 21st birthday? Uh, So I come from a community that really drinks almost all the time uh, (laughs) and parties all the time. Uh, But for my 21st birthday, I think it was really special for me uh, because I spent it with my parents after a long time of, uh, Mm. of of not really spending with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, it was my, it was after I finished my undergrad. So, uh, you know, I got my dad drunk and my mom drunk too. So they were really <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, so they were, uh, you know, um, uh, they're really, they really have a great sense of humor. So they were talking about, um, you know, life and which they didn't really realize. Uh, and, uh, and I was talking about wildlife, which they didn't really understand. And, uh, yeah. It was, it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, so my twenty first birthday was um, was rather special because I did spend with my parents, but I got drunk way before that. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. I think I, <laughs> that's I got legit. Drunk the first time on when I was like eleven, twelve, or something like that. It's not really the good thing to say on a podcast, maybe. But <laughs> we've only I got thirty five listeners. It's okay. <laughs> I will warn you that I say I'm going to edit out a lot of things and then I usually don't edit out those things because it's way funnier to leave them in. So that's st- probably oh, yeah, going to stay in the podcast. Don't believe but, Jen. She's going to uh, leave it in. Okay, so the thing is, like, it, it was, you know, it was, uh, yeah, you know, it was marriage and, you know, it was really fun time in our, in our grandparents' place. So, um. We got really drunk yeah. on a really local alcohol called toddy that we uh, that we extract from um, palm plant. So yeah, there you go. Nice. That's a bit of Indian custom there for you to get drunk from Western Ghats, isn't it? I love that. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, mom. I actually don't know this story. Mom, what did you do yeah. for your 21st birthday? Mama Jen. Yeah. So I was living at home uh-huh. and going to school. So I was commuting to school. Uh-huh. So I turned 21 at home. And at the time, my dad owned a bar in Long Beach. Face the microphone. In Southern California. And a part of Long Beach that's kind of the seedy part of Long Beach, um, where the people line up at 6 o'clock in the morning when the bar opens to, <laughs> to get a drink. Wow. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. So, um, That's next level sure drinking. put me through college. <laughs> so uh, they took me to my dad's bar. Uh, not at 6 in the morning, fortunately. It was maybe before noon, but it was uh, early in my birthday. And my dad said, people are going to want to buy you drinks. You let them buy you the drinks. You just don't have to drink them all. <laughs> so wow. I think when I sat down, there must have been like five or six drinks lined up. And my dad said, we got a lot of other bars we got to hit. So I remember seeing all the glasses <laughs> on the bar, <laughs> taking just a couple, and then staggering between my mom and dad down the oh, walkways wow. from bar to bar to bar <laughs> of all the friends that my dad knew. Um that had bars so that was the early part of the day and then i think later that day um my birthday's in october so there's october fest oh. so mm. there's a little little place called alpine village in torrance 
And so they have a big Oktoberfest uh, for the whole month. And so I went to Oktoberfest with my sisters, my sisters and my and my parents and proceeded to get totally hammered yet again <laughs> for the day. And I'm surprised to remember the day, but um, it was a pretty cool 21st birthday Aww. with my family. So. Aww. That sounds really so sweet. That's so sweet. I love the family safe. involvement in 21st birthdays. Like, right, what a connection right to be able to make. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know. I wish I could go back in time. <laughs> yeah. But we're not here to talk about humans getting drunk. Mm-mm. No, 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 dear listeners. We're here to talk about birds getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Birds! <laughs> okay, wait. But so, Sorry. I'm going first. And I just realized that I'm a terrible person to go first because I totally cheated and I'm about to talk about flying mammals and not birds. (laughs) (gasps) You cheated! No! No, Kristen! I'll go go really fast. Okay, but I... Okay, so here's what happened. I was Mm -hmm. Googling around about drunk birds and I found some really funny stuff and I was laughing and then I found this fucking paper scientific paper in the literature published in plus one which is like a good journal Ooh, whoa and it happens to be about bats but it's amazing and i can share it like real quickly and then y'all can talk about birds (laughs) okay this is a great starting point like i think that should be honorary in this podcast (laughs) yeah i think bats can be honorary birds for sure cool yeah I mean, it flies. It's got wings. It does. It does what it can. Totally. So bats are, mm-hmm. you know, just like one notch below birds because they can fly, and that's cool. <laughs> 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 but uh, so I'm gonna talk about this paper where so these scientists, you know, they were chilling and they began to wonder if so. There's a lot of uh, both birds and bats that rely on fruit right to eat they're called frugivores so they most of their diet is based on fruit and so these ones these particular scientists are based in ontario canada at the university of western ontario uh the first author on this paper is dara in orbach but anyway so they started to wonder about all of these species that base their diets on these fermented fruits because that can really increase the blood alcohol content of an animal And so, like, humans, you think about, like, the driving limit. I think it's, like, what, 0.08 in Wisconsin as far as your blood alcohol Mm -hmm. content for driving. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they were like, oh, I wonder if eating all these fermented fruits can impair the ability of bats and birds and all these other things to fly and for bats particularly to echolocate. And so clearly the only way to test this hypothesis was to get a bunch of bats drunk. (laughs) <laughs> and and make them go through an obstacle course. Clearly. <laughs> so crazy. Clearly. It's the only way. And so I'm oh my God. how many species? One, two, three, four, five, six. So they took six species of bats and they basically fed them either just sugar water. Those are like the control group. Or they fed them sugar water and ethanol, which got them super drunk. <laughs> And then they had them fly through this, like, obstacle course, which w- there weren't really even obstacles. It was just, like, a tunnel that they had to fly through that they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't perch on the tunnel. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah. And so 
I mean, I guess I don't really know what else to say other than the results. And basically, so some of these bats got super drunk. Like, their blood alcohol <laughs> content was 0. 0.3. Oh. Which is really insane, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so you think about humans and, like, driving under the influences 0. 0.08 or above. So that's, what, 8% blood alcohol content. These bats are at yeah. 30% blood alcohol content. Right, right. She'd be that's creepy. so high. Yeah, so they eat these fermented <laughs> No, they're drunk, Maya. What'd you say? <laughs> so she said drunk. that's so high, and I... Super fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, super fucking drunk. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's really funny to me, because I'm looking at, like, this figure from their paper, and so basically, like, the overall conclusion was that they could get super, super drunk, and they could still fly and echolocate mm. super well. But the thing that gets me is like just just from like eyeballing the figure for the most part, the bats that were super drunk, there's like a really high variance in how long it took them to get through this obstacle course. So it's like maybe some individuals (laughs) were still like pretty functional, but the other individuals are like maybe not so functional. (laughs) Um, So generally, like it took a little bit longer for bats to get through if they were a little bit drunk, but like there was no like statistically significant difference for how long it took them to get through this obstacle course. Hmm. Um, And that basically just goes to show how well adapted these bats are to eating these fermented fruits and being able to still be super functional. And so basically they think it might have been like an early step in the evolution of like frugivory and ne- nectarivory bats mm-hmm. to be able to process this amount of alcohol and still be super Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. It's kind of a cool oh. little cool little study where they got bats drunk. Jen's mom um, has a question. <laughs> yeah, I see a hand raise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So 30% blood alcohol? Is a yeah. little drunk? That's <laughs> like drunk. wildly drunk. It's maybe verging yeah. on rip roaring drunk. If you're a human, <laughs> if you're a bat, it's a little drunk. So do they know how much alcohol <laughs> in the normal really diet drunk. of the bat is part of the fruit, you know, the fermented fruit? What yeah. that percentage, if, they, if their normal diet includes fermented fruit, is that normally up to that 30% or is it generally a lower blood alcohol? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, as far as I know, there was like a pretty high variance in how drunk they were. So I'm looking right now. Um, There was a significant difference between species in like how drunk they got. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Looking at this figure, it looks like the only like three of the species got to 0.3 or above. Mm hmm. Damn. I would say the majority were at 0.08-ish. Okay. Uh, yeah, several of them were at like 0.04, 0.02. But yeah, I would say the majority mm. was like 0.08. Wow. Which is like okay. reasonably drunk. I, I just have this image. I just have this image of these bats getting captured for this study. And being like, hey, free booze. Oh, you just want me to fly straight down a tunnel? Yeah, let's go, dude. Yeah, right, right. Like, what do I have to do? Like, sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't mention. So they, to do this study, they didn't want to use captive bats. Like, they wanted to know what the wild bats were up to. So they captured wild bats, did the study. And if you're worried about the ethics Mm. of it, they, like, held the bats until they were no longer drunk. 
and then release mm-hmm. them back into the wild. So there was a whole That's ethical legit. statement at the beginning of the article that I should have shared. But there you there you have it. So they don't generally know how much, how high they're flying on on their normal diet. They know that they're getting some alcohol, but they don't know what the average alcohol content every day is oh, for a bird that oh, eats for the, these bats that eat from I see. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, actually. Yeah, I don't know, like, for a wild-caught bat, like, on average, how drunk they are on a, <laughs> on any given day. <laughs> they spend every day flying high. Right. Or they breathalyzed. Maybe they should have breathalyzed them before the study period. Like yeah. right when they caught them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's man. really cool, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a sentence in here that says, to our knowledge, there is no information on alcohol absorption and metabolism kinetics in this family of bats. Mm. So, oh, yeah. It says I think they're we... assumed to have ethanol kinetics similar to those of humans. And so they, that's why they looked at blood alcohol mm-hmm. content. I think mm-hmm. we all need Nifty. to change our yeah. research to yep. <laughs> just go out and like follow bats around until they eat fermented fruit and then yeah. take their blood. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It's way more interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God, God. Yeah. They're just so tiny. These bats weigh 16 grams. Oh, that's wow. good. They're tiny. Oh, yeah. Tiny, tiny. They drank 1.03 milliliters of ethanol sugar water to achieve Aww. a blood alcohol content of, uh, oh, that's not helpful. 0.11 grams per hundred milliliter. No, that's not helpful. <laughs> Thanks help for the me measurements. At all. Not the most, maybe. <laughs> Thanks for the measurements, science. Who's next? Maya, Maya and Sagara. Up to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back to birds. Um, yes, good work. <laughs> even though I yeah. really appreciate hearing about bats all the time, whenever yes. I love bats. <laughs> but I I wanted to talk about um, red collared lorikeets or rainbow lorikeets, <laughs> and they're pretty cool birds. Like there's there's a lot going on with them. Um, but yeah, so I did a lot of Google searches today related to <laughs> drunken birds or birds drinking alcohol. <laughs> um, I used some of our favorite podcast words in the search, like chaos and mayhem and havoc. <laughs> and all of I these searches led like... me straight to the lorikeet. So I feel like this is really meant to be right now. <laughs> Your favorite words, I'm sorry, are shit and fuck. Oh, she's right. Mama Jen tells it like it is. Yeah. Oh my she's god. Been called wow. out here. That was that was wild. Okay, I'm I'm maybe not gonna invite my mom to this podcast now because I feel like I'd be roasted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, so red-collared lorikeets, <laughs> or rainbow lorikeets, they are endemic to Australia. And um, there's this pretty crazy situation that happens every year at the end of the monsoon season um, when they eat a ton of fermented fruit that's been ripe for a really long time and suddenly is so much more abundant than any other food source for them. Mm. And so they just like gorge on this stuff and then are found stumbling around and falling <laughs> off their perches and just oh. like really disoriented. Um, some of them are 
like pretty regularly found standing like underneath the trees with like their heads leaned against a wall, just kind of standing there, like just reflecting a little bit. That's so <laughs> Which, relatable. It's yep. it's kind of relatable. I was reading about this phenomenon and I was like, oh, like, you know what? These lorikeets, <laughs> I know what they're going through. <laughs> Um, so um, yeah sometimes they end up getting so disoriented that they're actually brought into like wildlife rehab facilities just to kind of like you know sleep it off work through work through their little their rough spell so it's Um, a drunk tank for little it's a drunk tank for birds Yeah, and maybe what is the most uh, most intense for them is actually not the drunkenness, but the resulting hangover. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which Again, sounds pretty wild. <laughs> so relatable. So yeah. relatable. Um, their hangovers tend to result in headaches, disorientation, general lethargy, <laughs> and depression. Which, honestly, oh. like, haven't we all been there? <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning. Now that I'm 30, yes. Yes, I have yes. been there. <laughs> so they're Yelp. found, you know, like, after a really long couple days, kind of standing beneath these trees, or maybe falling over, or maybe just leaning with their head against the wall. And they're taken into a rehab facility. Um, And the treatment that they're given is just like a lot of carbs, you know, just like got to get the carbs up, got to soak up this alcohol situation. And so often they're fed a combination of sweetened porridge and fresh fruit. (laughs) So it's pretty wholesome. Yeah, they're just kind of revived. They hang out there till they're feeling better. And then they're ready to go. (laughs) That's amazing. Wait, okay. I always told myself that carbs were the answer, but now I know that it's true. It's true. It's yeah. true for birds, so it's true for all of us. Like I think we can yeah. really we can take a lot from this article that I found. <laughs> yep, for sure. Carbs and fruit. Carbs and fruit. <laughs> carbs and fruit. That's the way to go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, so they they often make the news uh, during, I think it's like the late spring when they like all become very drunk on this really fermented fruit. And it's a pretty big deal in Australia. They make a lot of noise. Um, their usual vocalizations are kind of likened to screeching or really pretty intense noises. And so once they're drunk, it's like amplified. And so everyone's like, oh my God, like what are these birds? Where did they come from? What are they doing? Like, why are they all so disoriented right now? And so, yeah, it's notable. It's really notable. It's notable. Um, yep. Yeah. But what's interesting <laughs> is uh, this is a behavior that they've had for a really long time. There's a few species of trees throughout Australia um, with fruit that can ferment and get them a little bit drunk. But there's a new tree species that's actually native to Africa, and it's called a weeping boer bean tree. Or a mm-hmm. drunken lorikeet tree because it's pretty, pretty related to these lorikeets. Ah, <laughs> and it's aptly yeah, named. <laughs> very aptly named. And it's planted as an ornamental all around Australia. And so this tree is causing so many more birds than uh, historically to like find the source of fruit and just get like really drunk in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pretty notable. Um, that is so excellent. Yeah. Well, my mom's writing something down. Oh, so she, do you, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? Sure, you read it. Okay, I'll read it. So it <laughs> says, 
So like humans, they don't learn. <laughs> you know, no. I think they don't learn. Um, yeah, <laughs> every spring they tend to have a lot of, uh, I'm quoting an article right now, but ear piercing screeching. That is much oh. to the consternation of the people who live nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, so relatable. Pretty so relatable. Yeah. I definitely, I have a volume control issue, like when I'm sober and when I'm drunk, it just goes way out of control. Like, <laughs> like you know, the whole Will Ferrell, like voice modulation bit from SNL. That's like me just yeah. anytime. And when I'm drunk, it's so much worse. Yes. I just am loud. Yeah, completely. And it's completely. one of the 10,000 reasons that we love you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's much, so true. Much, much to the consternation of everyone else. <laughs> also, I just love the word consternation. Mm-hmm. Like, That's oh, a good yeah. word. You know why? It's, it's funny sure. because it's close to constipation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. You're welcome. I got you. Drunk Thoughts by Kristen. Oh, Her best song by Kristen. We'll start a separate, a separate podcast. Valid. So I got flag tales, I got literally just orgy noises, and I got Drunk Thoughts by Kristen. We've all got some good things. <laughs> getting stretched pretty thin here. It's a lot of podcasts for one person. Did you have something to say, Mom? Yeah, I was just going to sort of reflect on the similarities between humans and birds and with the lowercase it's the same sort of thing so they get they're loud obnoxious drunks <laughs> as opposed to the quiet the quiet drunks so as a group it sounds like they're like the party hardy let's get loud and obnoxious and tear the place up and make a lot of noise and fight and mm-hmm. I think there's fighting but it sounds like one step away from it yeah they might yeah. fight i don't know yeah. No, I think that's a really good point, and it actually brings me to the next species that I wanted to talk about really quickly, um, because it's mm. not a bird, it's a mammal, but I think it really uh, kind of embodies like the other side of drunkenness, and uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a moose. <laughs> oh, what? I what? Yeah, dude, oh my god, I found this as I was doing my bird research earlier. Um, but yeah, apparently moose in, in Scandinavia and in Alaska tend to find like fermented apples from orchards in these northern places. And uh, yeah, they get like pretty drunk. But according to a few sources in Alaska, as they get drunk, they tend to become introspective and pretty slow to react. So it's kind of like the other side of things, you know, yeah. like it's a mood that you're in and you happen to be drunk. But also, uh, there's some reports of a, quote, a massive bull moose standing rigid with knees locked with his wide set eyes fixed in an inscrutable expression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And I really okay. love that. <laughs> this is like what happens when you get drunk alone versus what yes. happens when you get drunk with all your friends. You're completely yeah. alone. You're a moose. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you're together, you're a lorikeet. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Yep. Okay, that's amazing. But, the- but I have a I have a caveat to this. Yes. Yeah. Because one time I did get drunk by myself and I watched 30 Rock and I just spent the whole time just like yelling at Liz Lemon. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Oh, my okay, God, but you were so good. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Maya. 
no, that's totally fine. I think maybe the moose in question had a little bit of that energy too, because like during his his drunken like orchard raiding rampage, he also just got like a lot of Christmas lights tangled up in his antlers. <laughs> so he was like, so he has this really like inscrutable kind of like you know, like looking out far to the horizon, like pretty drunk, pretty existential expression, but he's just fucking covered in Christmas lights. <laughs> were the Christmas lights I really on? That. I don't know if they were on it. Probably, Probably not. not. I would guess no, but I just love that image so much. That's a yeah. way better story if they were on. Like that's just that's a You're better right. mental image. Like that's what I hope Alaska is, having never been there. <laughs> I'm a drunk oh. moose with Christmas lights on his head. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. I'm getting strong, like so chaotic awesome. good vibes. Chaotic good, <laughs> very mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that's very my takeaway for this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, a good valid takeaway. Take <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I have. <laughs> that is excellent. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go next. Yeah. So along the lines of the introspective moose, I'm going to talk about a similar kind of drunken bird. And I only have a bird, so no mammals in this portion of the podcast. Good but. job. <laughs> so impressive. Yeah, <laughs> you have a mammal guest. I do. Yeah. I have a mammal. We have mammal guests. In addition to human guests, we have uh, mammal guests. Not that humans are not mammals, because they are. <laughs> but, you know. Um. So here at Flocktails, we're no, like, strangers to drinking, but we've never actually gotten nominated for drinking. So we actually have a really long way to go, y'all. We're, we're kind of not – we're falling behind a little bit um, because we have to get the, to the level of the Kareru or the New Zealand pigeon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to paint this image of you're walking along – a path, and all of a sudden, two pounds of feathers just falls from a tree at your feet and staggers to its feet dazedly. Um, it tries to stumble away, but it winds up falling face first into the ground, and then it tries flapping to get up, but it still lands face first in the dirt. Also, so relatable. Yes. So relatable. Well, yeah. <laughs> This is New Zealand's largest endemic pigeon, the Kareru. It's a species of wood pigeon, which are some of the larger pigeons and doves in the world. Like when you think of feral pigeons, that's what Kareru's are like in the same genus as. Okay. Um, they're actually really pretty. They have this really gorgeous like green and bronze iridescent head. And they have a pink bill, a white breast, and purple iridescent wings. Wow. Um, much like the lorikeets that Maya just talked about, they get drunk on fermented fruit when it comes into abundance, but it's mostly during the summertime. So at the end of summer, some years, these trees will fruit to excess, and they will produce a ton of fruit mm-hmm. that the birds just then gorge themselves on. Um, and they will the extra fruit will actually ferment in their crops. So it's not like the fruit Whoa. lands on the ground and ferments there it does but a lot of the actual fermentation process takes place in their Uh, crop because they eat so much (laughs) that they can't digest at all oh oh my god wait should we explain what a crop is for listeners yes yeah Yeah. okay so a crop is like a pouch like it's sort of like a pouch within your esophagus 
kind of thing. It's like if there was an extra flap in your neck for more food to sit in and your neck got really fat with food <laughs> as you ate. <laughs> so if your neck got fat with food as you ate, and it's a holding spot for food. So it's like as you're digesting, your throat holds additional food to then go down into your stomach so that you can like eat a ton. And as you digest, you're still getting more nourishment. Totally. Um, and it helps with like the mechanical process of digestion too, right? Like some birds eat like pebbles and stuff yeah. and it helps them break down mm-hmm. all the food. Yeah. Actually, dinosaurs had crops. Fun oh, yeah. Nice. Impress your friends. And some people yes. find like dinosaur crop stones and there's a fancy name for them that I can't remember because I'm buzzed. But it's cool. <laughs> and paleontologists find them and they're shiny and it's like it went through a rock tumbler mm. and it's really cool. It's fucking legit. So yeah, they'll keep the extra fruit in their crop and it'll ferment there. And then as it as they digest the food from their crop, they get drunk <laughs> on the yeah. fruit that they eat. Wow, what an adaptation. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. How long until humans can do that? Yeah, right, right. Couple, I know. Couple 30 years. years? Uh, 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> 30 years? Hell yeah. Seems like I want to get drunk on my own juices when I'm 60. Okay. Um... <laughs> That's going to fix our midlife crisis right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We have things to look forward to. <laughs> Y'all. Yes. Um, I thought that was over so, at yeah. age 30, but I'm in. Uh-uh. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> no, midlife crisis solved through evolution right there. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So by the time uh, the birds actually eat the fermented fruit that's been in their crops, they get absolutely shit-faced. Um, they, <laughs> they wreak all sorts of havoc. Uh, they fly into windows. They fall out of trees, and they cause general alarm. There was one year... <laughs> there was one year... That there were so many birds that got drunk in such large numbers that concerned and well-meaning humans brought in literal armfuls, oh, like tens of oh pigeons at a time, to wildlife rehab centers uh, where the birds go into rehab and upon release tend to immediately get drunk again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but like I sort of want to hold an armful of drunk pigeons. Yeah, that's a goal. <laughs> Except for when they're puking and <laughs> want more. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So the the last thing that I have about this Carreru is that um they were nominated and won the National Bird of New Zealand Award in 2018 <laughs> in no small part. <laughs> in no small part due to their tendency to get massively hammered. <laughs> and I want to say that it beat out the kakapo that year what? for best for No. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. I don't know who to root for anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because kakapos are goofy as fuck. Yeah. They're pretty like, cool. It's a good parrot. Mhm. Oh. Um okay, that's all I've got. Yeah, sorry. Okay, it's all you. Take it home. Last but not least, we're going to talk about drunk seagulls. Drunk and high seagulls. We're really stoked over here. Yes, yes. (laughs) Sorry for the overtalk. It's okay. It's okay. This is going to be hopefully exciting. Um, So 
This article that I'm reading is from a website, a news website called DevonLive.com. Um, and the headline is Seagulls Drunk on Beer and Ants Are Falling Over and Vomiting. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, okay. This is the content I'm here for. <laughs> this is yep. from 2009. And it was written by Neil Shaw. Um, okay. Anyways, we're going to take a trip from uh, British colonized Australia and New Zealand to Britain. Um, hey, oh, back with the colonizers. Yep. We're back in good old England. Um, so basically, in 2018 and 2019, in a place called Devon, um, people were noticing that there were some seagulls that were sort of um, falling off roofs and couldn't fly. And <laughs> sort of. <laughs> just sort of. Um, so firefighters were called to rescue one seagull in particular because it fell off of a roof and couldn't fly away. And when, oh, the, when the firefighters got there, um, they said it was reeking of beer and then it promptly oh. threw up all over the firefighters when they went to pick it up and take oh. it to the rehab center. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. We think cold and tender, though. So one theory is that these... Uh, seagulls, uh, you might have experience with seagulls uh, from your own adventures to the beach and whatnot. Uh, they pretty much will mm-hmm. eat anything, including garbage. And so some people yeah. thought that they were getting <laughs> drunk by um, sort of picking up left behind cups and glasses and bottles and drinking the liquid inside. <laughs> um, but like at the same time of year that these seagulls are being found um there is this big like swarm of flying ants and the mm. seagulls eat these ants because they're so abundant and apparently mm-hmm. the ants Wait. produce uh formic acid which like stuns the seagulls so not only are they drunk but they're also stoned wow. on ant uh. <laughs> chemicals what species of ant? It didn't it say. And are they like the dispersing males? Yeah, Usually like the, the, the flying ones fly. where the males go yeah. after the queen. Yeah, it's like those kind. I oh, don't know what, what species or whatever. It's probably in the family for Formicidae because those are the ants mm-hmm. that secrete formic acid. Dude, that's yeah. fucking mind blowing. That's what? insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. So they keep finding these gulls that are drunk and stoned, um, but like the frostbated. <laughs> the um, yeah, that's that's the term. <laughs> the RSPCA, which is like our ASPCA, so like Animal Sort of Rescue Society, um, they think that the gulls are actually eating discarded byproducts from like beer brewing there's some mm. distilleries mm-hmm. and um oh. things in this area mm. but also um there's this anecdote where one woman said that a gull stole her glass of red wine so just watch out for those gulls oh. 
So watch oh, out. Yeah. Like, PSA yeah. right now. <laughs> um <laughs> damn mm-hmm. that's Dang. insane <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they take the gulls to like wildlife rehabbers and they basically let it let them like just stop sober being up. drunk yeah sober up um <laughs> just feed them some snacks get, some, get them some carbs yeah. <laughs> snacks coffee <laughs> give them lots of black coffee yeah yeah a little yeah. nap a couple naps in there a little ibuprofen <laughs> it's all good Water. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Wait, so much water. Water. Okay, that, like, say that one more time closer. This to is microphone. a little bit sad because they were some of them that people were bringing into like vets and stuff were so drunk they were almost unconscious and the vets didn't Aww. know that they were just Aww. drunk and so they actually yes. euthanized some of them. <gasps> oh, which is a little sad. That's so sad. But um, okay, yeah. No, some of the stuff is important. Like the lorikeets, actually, same thing. Like. They were just yeah. way too drunk from like the abundance of this new introduced kind mm-hmm. of fruit tree. So, yeah, mm. it's pretty real. Yeah, sorry <gasps> that got areas, dark. Um, in the in the areas where they have these distilleries and the birds live in that area, mm-hmm. do they run the risk of becoming like alcoholics so that they get <laughs> reach the point where they need it to fly normal that's a good question right you wonder so they haven't quite Mm. figured out where the birds are getting this like byproduct and the reason they think it's like this distillery brewery byproduct is that all of the gulls were vomiting up this like weird brown mush basically like they weren't just vomiting up like liquid that would be you know wine or beer or something um yeah yeah so anyways but uh one thing we didn't really touch on throughout all of our sort of drunk birds is that uh it's not super great for a bird to be drunk uh because they can't no react very well to danger and they can't fly away from danger as well um they fall off of roofs and then become stunned Mm -hmm. like these gulls um so it's not like necessarily evolutionarily advantageous for them to eat alcoholic fermented things um i guess mm -hmm. yeah one of the other ones that we didn't really touch on and probably i should have instead of talking about bats was cedar wax wings Mm -hmm. which are really common north american bird they're freaking gorgeous but yeah Mm -hmm. they get super drunk and then they can run into windows and like a lot of them actually die because they run into mm-hmm. windows mm-hmm. that they can't necessarily see yeah yeah but bird safe glass helps yeah it yeah it makes a difference at least unlike Kristen's yeah. amazing bats birds seem to be less capable yeah. of functioning normally when intoxicated yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. very relatable very relatable <laughs> You need to start an organization with black tails against drunk flying birds. <laughs> this is our Birders yes. against drunk flyers. <laughs> I love the I love the fact that uh, like birds get drunk and also the flying mammals do get drunk and we're very closely related to quote unquote bird. Uh, but but the craziest part is we, you know, I come from India and we do have a species called uh, Asian palm civet. Mm-hmm. And mm. the common the common civet. name for Asian palm civet is also a toddy cat. And 
And if you think about why do you, why is it called a toddy cat? It's because toddy is part is like an alcohol that's derived from palm tree, and uh, so basically they get drunk yeah. on this palm tree. <laughs> uh alcohol and uh, everybody notices it and that and then crazy <laughs> on <laughs> and they go crazy about this subtle. palm tree alcohol called toddy so they literally named the entire species name as toddy cat even though it's not a cat and and doesn't get not every individual gets drunk on alcohol but the majority of the individuals get drunk drunk on wow. alcohol <laughs> it's called toddy cat but i mean that that's a very very um, i would say a very common scenario that you do see in western parts or parts of you know southeast asia where you you have communities you know extracting alcohol from uh, these palm leaves and Uh, yeah. you, know, you have this you know there you have these communities extracting extracting alcohol from this palm tree and uh toddy cats mm. drinking those uh, alcohol at the same time we also have elephants like uh, how christian <laughs> uh, uh, <Yeah>. so <laughs> okay i've been really kind of... looking forward to this <laughs> okay so this is a weird story right there the thing is so uh Okay, I come from the Western Ghats and a lot of times you hear people saying, "Oh, this elephant raided my house or this elephant raided my village and <laughs> oh, this elephant really blasted my house it did." And I mean, most of the times it's genuinely because they are built right next to, you know, genuine human human mm-hmm. violence elephant conflict scenarios. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. most of the times, it's also in some of the times, it's also because those people are also brewing alcohol illegally. Huh? Mm. <laughs> so, no so the thing is, so these elephants are really drawn into this alcohol called uh, batti sarabu. So, in in in, in vernacular language, it's called batti sarabu. It's like a, it's like a distilled alcohol from fermented fruit. and um and and it seems to be like elephants are really drawn into it mm. and uh, because of their great sense of smell they uh, mm-hmm. they 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 seek out this uh, alcohol rich content and and destroy this illegal huts <laughs> and uh, and and get shit faced i guess <laughs> <laughs> wait how do they act when they're really drunk Well that's a different question right there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. I mean I mean there are people who say that they get really drunk and then just walk off to the forest but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I love that one. I relate to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really seen uh, a drunk elephant uh, mm-hmm. personally uh, although I have seen a really sleepy elephant uh, snoring its way Aww. through Uh, that seems Aww. drunk. That seems drunk. <laughs> We're kind of drunk, I guess, but <laughs> but I think the content in life saying that well, I'm drunk as fuck and now I'm sleeping all my life through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there you go. You do have some uh, instances where an entire species' common name is a toddy cat. which literally means alcohol cat uh, and uh, <laughs> And you get human wildlife interaction because uh, 
elephants love alcohol in it so <laughs> yeah oh yeah wait <laughs> like so like all of us well what do I the mean, cats act like when they're drunk when i have asked my mom how do they act and they say like us when they are drunk oh. <laughs> that was her answer uh. Uh, uh, so they really don't know what they're doing and they're tipsy and they're falling <laughs> off and uh, <laughs> and uh, well i i guess that alcohol has the same effects on species across taxa like it mm. has on us i guess Yeah, uh, except mm-hmm. for bats maybe, which are just like still pretty good at flying and doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's the echolocation aspect. I don't know. Right, like they have to. So I have a question. So don't you think there's a difference between the the birds and the animals that find the fermented fruits as part of their diet or their annual ritual? in nature versus perhaps like the seagulls who are finding it yeah. yeah um byproducts and mm-hmm. stealing wine off of people's tables <laughs> yeah. i feel like it's a little bit different one is sort of sweet and endearing and the other is kind of like oh yeah mm-hmm. oh right right no you're so yes. right. yeah i think one I... of the things about like most of the birds that do you end up eating fermented fruit is like that's their sort of last choice like the fermented fruit is mm-hmm. after they've eaten all the good fruit right so there's only fermented fruit left mm-hmm. and then they yeah. eat the fermented fruit because they would rather eat that than starve yeah so, so yeah i mean it yeah. is part of their diet but it's sort of like their last resort in most cases yeah. i'm sure there are exceptions but Right, like the Carreru, which is like, this is good fruit, and then accidentally gets shit faced yeah. like three hours later. Right, right, right. <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I, I feel like it's different for certain species like these the civets from India, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, evolutionary, I think you know, the the indigenous community in this landscape have extracted uh, alcohol from this mm-hmm. palm trees like fishtail palm trees for so long that they might have mm-hmm. adapted to even yeah. search for these trees and say oh there you go these humans extract alcohol from it and it gets me really drunk and i like it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> maybe yeah you know uh, yeah i think they reach out to this alcohol at the same time i guess uh Um, yeah i mean nutritionally they totally do because it's super carbohydrate rich so there's like a there's a lot of energy Mm -hmm. there too yeah Yeah, they're into it i'm bringing us back on track we're going to talk about this drink that we've been drinking for this entire episode oh my god jen which reminds me that we made like a slightly different one than you recommended (laughs) which is mighty strong (laughs) it is No, but Cody wound up bastardizing mine because I found out that the recipe that I found yeah. was through Audubon. And first of all, fuck John nice. James Audubon. We'll do an episode about this at some point. But also, uh, that drink is yeah. very, very strong compared to what I That's, wound up yeah. drinking. We were concerned. It's called a Bluebird, and it's a gin with blue curacao drink. Um, and it's got Angostura bitters. It's delicious. But we wound up putting... Uh, peach vodka in ours along with simple syrup lime juice Ooh. and a mango oh, yeah. syrup that sounds tropical and you specifically picked a drink 
that was named after a bird. We did. Yes, we did. Um, but there's a lot of like, you could go with a Paloma, which is a drink with mezcal and it's named after a dove and it's fucking delicious. But I highly recommend drinking a bird themed drink to this episode. We drank the bluebird and we'll put up a good mm-hmm. recipe for one. Not the one that I found, which was way too strong. But. <laughs> which so I sounds think- amazing. <laughs> yeah, Kristen, it does sound well, good. <laughs> well, whatever you made today, yeah. it really got me drunk. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'm, yes, I, I, welcome I, to Flocktails. <laughs> well, the thing is, I really, I, I really get drunk. And this one got really drunk. I mean, oh, I, I got so drunk late. that I had to cancel you're my late. triathlon. Uh, oh, no. Triathlon. Not <laughs> a situation, sorry. but triathlon, like, practice <laughs> swimming. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to drown when I'm swimming. Oh. Yeah, triathlon. that's a good call. So, Kristen, That's what fair. did you make? Okay, well, then <laughs> no tell us. Okay. What the fuck you made? Yeah. really strong. And I was so, like, actually, the, the recipe came from the same website as the mm. bluebird that Jen looked up, but I think it was, like, maybe two drinks down. It was the albatross. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, well, I think I definitely bastardized it because I was already <laughs> buzzed when I made them. <laughs> And I didn't measure anything. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, I watched that happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I was like, should I measure? And Maya was like, no, just go for it. Like, I trust okay, you. Sorry, and I was I like, said okay, that. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It was so you it's, in it. It's uh, quite a bit of gin, uh, which was called Field Notes Gin. And it has mm-hmm. a hummingbird on the bottle. Mm. And I highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, an IPA. And a sprig of rosemary. Ooh. And that's literally all I added. <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's really good, though. That sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah, I recommend. I did buy the... I bought a tangerine IPA because I'm into the citrusy, hazy IPAs. Mm. So, mm-hmm. well, cheers. It's, it's, nice. It's nice. And when you added rosemary, it, it just made everything so casual. And I thought... Oh, yeah. so nice. Ah. But that was really strong. Like, yeah, and I feel like... it is a little strong. <laughs> so we have, in this episode, we have several C words. We have consternate, constipated, yeah. and casual. Hey. Casually mm-hmm. constipated. Surprise pop vocabulary test. Oh. You're back in grade school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, surprise, constipation. <laughs> oh, no. Please don't have that surprise. I don't. No, no, no. All right. You know what's, you know what's not a surprise, though, everybody, is that this is Woo! the end of the episode. And it's about time for some shout outs. So we have minimal shout outs. If you want yes, shout outs, you should yes. probably interact with us more. But shout outs to Cherry on Top Podcast or at Cherry on Top Pod on Twitter. We also have a shout out to our good friend Birdoge de la Monde or at Birdnomoj on Twitter. And we have a new shout out on Instagram for Hrothgar Hawkins, um, who followed yeah. us on ooh, Instagram. Ooh, nice. So I have Yay. a shout out. Yeah, what is it? Um, our very own Maya Percy started a podcast. <gasps> yeah. Another yeah. podcast with some of her Woo. friends called <laughs> Stemonism, and they just released their mm-hmm. first episode. And you should go listen yeah. to it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's on Yay. Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's out there. Do you have, 
Yeah. Do you have like a one sentence summary, Maya, of like the topic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we're highlighting female voices in STEM and we're telling stories that are historical and contemporary and just talking about like things that women have contributed to science despite what they've overcome by working in pretty patriarchal spaces sometimes. So yeah, stay tuned for more stories and shout outs. Yes. Fuck yeah. So fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely yeah, check out STEMinism. If you want to interact with us, though, you're probably going to need some of our social medias. Who's going to do it this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why am I always the slowest? I'm pretty sure I did it last week. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, I know them, so it's fine. Okay, do it, Kristen. All right. Uh, hit us up on social media. We are at Flocktail Hour on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at flocktailspodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email, which would be super awesome of you. And we're at flocktailhour.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also have merchandise on Threadless. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's awesome. And Cody did so much of our merch artwork, and it's all fantastic. So you should definitely check mm-hmm. it out. He did all mm-hmm. of our merch artwork. He did all of it. <laughs> all of it. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I understand it. It's literally all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> yup. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it for this week. This has been a hot fucking mess of an episode. So thanks for bearing with us. Um, we had so thank you to our guests also, Sagara and Deborah, for sticking it out and listening to us be drunk and talk about birds and sharing some of your drunk thoughts with us. We very much appreciate both of you. <laughs> so much thank you my pleasure that's fun well it was absolutely my pleasure i mean thank you so much for giving this opportunity oh. well dragging me out of nowhere that was uh, <laughs> you were kidnapped it's true it's yeah that true. was that was literally kidnapped by western society right there that oh was my like, god oh my god okay for for a dark joke right there that was just colonialism right there Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Sagara's just locked in the basement now. He's gonna be. <laughs> he has to make Kristen some corn. Yes. Okay, he has to eat it <laughs> all right, we should get the fuck out of here so we can all respectively be drunk in our spaces. Kristen, take us out. Uh, I love you. <laughs> And thank you for listening. <laughs> and I'm Kristen Brunk. <laughs> I'm Maya Pershing. I'm Jen Schneiderman. And I'm Ashley Ola. And thanks for listening. Sorry this was a mess. We'll see you next time. Happy 21st. <laughs> Happy 21st. <laughs> <laughs>